Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Killin' Sticks Arrows are for the serious hunter, a company that understands the needs of the outdoorsman and provides five different styles of carbon fiber arrows, ranging from hunting to tournament arrows. If you want premium carbon fiber arrows, go to Killin' Sticks, K-I-L-L-N-S-T-I-X.com to review their carbon arrows. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason show, use promo code OUTDOORS to get 10% off your first order. Killin' Sticks, where the blood trail begins. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Today I'm really excited. I've got Sarah Dorenzo on. Sarah is the statewide public outreach specialist for the state of Wyoming. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was my pleasure. I wanted to bring you on because I really wanted to expose the listeners to Wyoming and all that Wyoming has to offer in the context of hunting and fishing. And I thought, who better than to go right to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department? Well, I love talking to hunters. That's one of my favorite things I do at my job. Hunters from all 50 states I work with, and I just love giving people information about how to get outside and information about Wyoming. So happy to be on the show and give some of that information to your listeners. Great. And for listeners outside of Wyoming and for many that are eastern part of the United States, they're just not familiar with draws, how draws work, and they think, hey, I just want to go antelope hunting this year. There really needs to be a little bit of forethought and planning put in. Could you speak to that and what Wyoming has done with their website to make it easier for out-of-state hunters to start that planning process? Sure. So, uh, yes, definitely. Hunting in Wyoming is an awesome opportunity, but it does take quite a bit of planning ahead of time to, from the, you know, the moment that you apply to when you set foot in the state. And so we've been working really hard to put a lot of information on our website to help make the application process, the planning process, and even scouting a little bit easier for people who are thousands of miles away from Wyoming. So I guess the very first thing that hunters should begin thinking about if they're planning to hunt in Wyoming is about the species that they want to hunt. This is important for non-resident hunters because we have different application deadlines for all the different species. So if you're an elk hunter, You want to start thinking about applying early in the year. Our deadline for elk hunters is usually the last day in January, the 31st. And so not only is that the deadline for non-resident elk, it's also the deadline for spring turkey. So those, those can come quick, and they're only open for about a month. They open the first business day in January. So elk hunters need to plan ahead more than anybody else. Same thing with wild bison, moose, sheep, and mountain goat. Those also close pretty soon in the year, about the last day in February each year. But everything else, most of the other deadlines for big game, um, the deer and animals, 
envelope is May 31st. So you have a lot more time to plan for those, but definitely start early if you're an elk hunter. Are there some private land tags for some of those species that don't require the draw? You're just going to pay a lot more? Actually, no. In Wyoming, we don't have um, separate licenses available for private hunts. Every person who hunts in Wyoming has to apply unless you're a landowner. Then you can apply for your landowner licenses. But in Wyoming, we don't have private land licenses. You apply for the hunt area. And then if your hunt area includes private land that you'd like to hunt, it's up to you as the hunter to seek permission on private land. So for For example, if you're planning an elk hunt and you're looking at the map, you can apply for any of those elk areas. In Wyoming, for elk, we have limited quota areas, which mean there are only a certain number of licenses available that you have to apply for. And then we have general elk areas. And so deciphering between those two areas is about the same when it comes to private and public land, because if you want to hunt in a general elk area that has private land, you just have to seek permission. And if you want to hunt in a limited quota area that would include private land, you also have to seek permission in those. But the difference between a a limited quota hunt and a general hunt then is that with limited quota, you're confined to that one hunt area. But with a general elk license, you can hunt in any general elk area. So that may be a couple areas that are nearby each other in Wyoming. Or if you want to start in one part of the state and go across it, you can do that with a general license. But when it comes to seeking permission, there's it all goes into the same draw. Okay, see, and that's what many hunters don't realize is every state runs them a little bit different. And many hunters just think, oh, I want to go to Wyoming, I want to hunt, and I'll just buy a private landowner tag. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. quite work that way. So you really need to start putting in for these draws. Is there statistics based upon about how many points you need for any given area to make sure you're going to get drawn? Mm -hmm, Definitely. So we do keep track of those drawing odds, and those are available on our website through our big game hunt planner. So you can look up the drawing odds for each of the species um, and the hunt areas. And so when people are looking at the drawing odds, the most important thing to keep in mind is that each drawing odds for each area is going to be different because we draw by hunt area. And so that's the first thing to keep in mind. The second thing to keep in mind is a little bit about how the preference point system in Wyoming works. We have preference points available for non-residents for elk, deer, antelope, moose. So when you're looking at the the drawing odds, you can get one point a year and it is sort of run as if you're in a queue. It doesn't, I know some states, if you have two points, your name is put in twice, but that's not how it works in Wyoming. In Wyoming, it's more of a ranking. So if you have 10 points, you are um, at the higher end of the ranking. And so you'll have a better chance of drawing with 10 points than you would with two points. But you can get a point a year. And if you don't draw your first choice, you can accumulate a point. And if you draw your second choice, then you can hunt and keep a point at the same time. So that's a good way to um, structure your application. So if you still want to hunt, but you also want to accumulate a point, just make sure you don't draw your first choice. But if you do draw your first choice, then you'll have a great hunt. And is it a preference point per species or? Sure. Yeah. Um, The points are individualized to the species. So you can accumulate points for you know, all the species that you're hunting, um, and you can get one point a year per species. The points are applicable in any hunt area. So you don't accumulate points for elk area 107. You just accumulate an elk point and you can use it in all areas. Okay, that's interesting. So what many folks might not realize is Wyoming's just uh, covers all the big game animals from both hunting and non-hunting species. You've got everything from the apex predators like the wolf and the grizzly bear, the state to the 
prairie dog, waterfowl, and, and great fishing. So there's lots of hunting areas, and you're one of the few states where I think you can do both moose, sheep, and goat hunts if you get drawn for all three of them. Yep, you can. Uh, I mean, there's no, you know, there's no limit to how much you could potentially hunt in the state. Some of our species are once in a lifetime, like the mountain goat and the sheep. But, you know, a great opportunity to um, hunt two of those in your lifetime is available because we offer what's called the Wyoming Super Tag. And so with a Super Tag, if you've already hunted one of those species or you draw one and then you draw it with the Super Tag, you're actually able to hunt two of them in your lifetime, which is almost unheard of anywhere else. It's a great opportunity for people who love hunting, love Wyoming, and who want to get outside. A little bit more about the Super Tag. It's a it's a raffle, and so you can put in you know a chance to draw a license. You'll have to purchase a license, but it's somewhat better drawing odds than you just putting in for a license because there's not as many people competing. So we have the Super Tag and the Super Tag Trifecta, and those include bighorn sheep, moose, elk, mountain goat, mule deer, white-tailed deer, wild bison, pronghorn, mountain lion, and black bear. So if you draw the Super Tag, you can choose any one of those species and hunt them anywhere throughout the state with the exception of a couple areas, but you're not limited to a hunt area. And so that's what makes the super tag so super is that if you draw two elk or two moose, then you can do it uh, and you can and go hunt every area in the state almost with the exception of a few. But if you draw the super tag trifecta, you get to choose three of those species and you can hunt those too. So we've had super tag winners who've drawn you know, their super tag trifecta. And then they also had a deer license and an antelope license. So they're hunting five different species in one year. Which is amazing. Certainly possible. Yeah. And amazing hunts. And we have some really great sponsors for the super tag every year. So it's a really good opportunity. And like I said, the drawing odds are a little bit better in super tag than they are for some of this other stuff. So it's a pretty good chance, I mean, to get outside and do some more hunting. And we have... um, the super tag raffle for this year is closed, but it should be opening again in about a month. And we do one super tag, the super tag drawing once a year. Yeah, I was watching the clock this weekend, seeing if I got any notification about winning the super tag trifecta. I didn't hear, so I'll be buying my tickets again next year. Yeah, well, I uh, I don't think we've actually announced the winners yet, so it could still be you. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> still hold out hope. Oh, okay. I thought it was by mid-July, so... Fingers are still crossed then. That's fantastic. I pick up those trifecta tags every year because it's about the only way I figure I'm going to gain enough opportunity to get a bighorn sheep, a mountain goat, and a moose all at one shot. Yep, it could be. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity. And I've heard some great stories about individuals who have gone on those hunts and it's like you know the super tag seems to actually make the hunt that just that much super uh it's kind of corny to say but i think that people who win the super tag definitely experience one of the the greatest hunts of their life right and if anybody goes out to the wyoming game and fish department website when you go into the super tag section there's areas there on photos and videos and winner's stories so just read them they're really cool you draw one of these or get drawn for one of these and and you're going to be telling stories of a lifetime. So, you know, enjoy it. It's one of the, like I said, one of the few spots in lower 48 where you can amass points for just a whole number of species that would keep you going all different states. They're all here in Wyoming. And that's what I think is so cool. Yeah, we have a great diversity of wildlife throughout the state. Like you mentioned, all the opportunities that we have for big game and we have some fabulous trophy game out there. We also, you know, 
have our wild turkey, we have game birds, and we also have, uh, you know, black bear hunts that you can go on, and we have bobcats and mountain lions in Wyoming too, so quite the diversity. So somebody's coming from the East Coast, from Texas, where I'm at, or even any of the other Western states, there occasionally gets over-the-counter tags left over for antelope and things of that nature. So we recently changed the way that we allocate leftover licenses, so I'm glad you mentioned that because not everybody knows about the change because it was just brand new this year. So in the past, there was sort of a chance that you could see what licenses were left over after the draw and be able to just purchase those later on, first come, first serve. This year was the first year that we went to a leftover draw. So what that means is all the licenses that were left over after that initial draw were then allocated through a leftover draw. So whatever is left over after the leftover draw, you can purchase over the counter, but it's not that great of licenses. Lots of them are in some heavily landlocked private land areas or just really difficult to access. And so if you want to hunt in Wyoming and you are thinking about it, you should definitely just apply in the first draw because it's going to be way better chance of picking up your license. Leftover licenses, I mean, we do have licenses available. You'll you know, it's very possible you could draw a leftover license, but if you're already thinking about hunting and you know where you want to go, you might as well make it certain that you're going to the area that you want and the conditions are there for what you want. Plan ahead, watch for those application dates. If you haven't already signed up for our Game and Fish hunting newsletter, please go do that online. It's the best way to stay in touch with the deadlines that are coming up, get information about hunting in Wyoming, get reminders about things that you need to hunt and articles about the wildlife in the state, hunting forecasts, and common questions that lots of hunters ask. We send that hunting news once a month right to your email. And so if you're thinking about hunting in Wyoming or you want more information about hunting in Wyoming, go sign up for that newsletter on our website. And there's a link right on our homepage. Once you get to Wyoming uh, Game and Fish Department, on the left-hand side, there's a little button that says email newsletter sign up. You know, we don't email you too much, so it's it's just a really a really good way to keep those reminders coming so you don't accidentally miss a deadline or then you have to wait a whole nother year. Yeah, and I see on the website it mentions that your interest in applications in Wyoming is going up, so can't emphasize enough planning. It's not just, you know, walking out and, and shooting an antelope in somebody's field that gives you permission. You really have to plan your trips, sometimes years in advance, to make sure it's successful and you have a good time and you don't run into any real issues because that's the last thing you want to do is find out from a game warden that you have a conversation on the wrong end of that hunting trip. Mm-hmm, that's exactly right. You know, I spend a lot of time visiting with hunters on the phone or in person at sportsman shows all across the country. And, you know, I hear a lot about like what hunting used to be like. And, you know, things are just changing. There's a growing interest in hunting. Lots of people are uh, applying and you just, you know, you can't rely on, you know, picking up a leftover license anymore. And you, you know, you really have to plan ahead, especially if you're planning on hunting on private land. You know, we really encourage people who are considering applying to an area that has a lot of private land or you need to cross a little bit of private land to get to where you want to hunt. You know, before you even put in for your license, we really encourage you to reach out to land owners and 
get permission before you get a license because, you know, a landowner is under no obligation to offer access. And we work really hard with landowners to um, facilitate a lot of access through the department. But, you know, they, they're by no means obligated. And so if you don't have permission, then you could be in a tough spot when you head out here. So seek permission before you apply for your license. And just holding a license doesn't guarantee that you can hunt on private land. So definitely that piece of planning is important. If you're on the Wyoming Game and Fish Department and, and you listen and you click on their hunting in Wyoming, right on the right-hand side, it says hunting access. And I think this is so cool. You provide this, you break the state down into regions and then you can click on a region and go in there and find for multiple species what landowners are offering access to their land Sometimes for nothing, sometimes for a small fee, but you just contact the landowners directly and work that out with them. But at least you're getting leads. You're not just picking up the phone book and cold calling people without any idea of what they have or what, they, what they're wanting done. Right. Yes. And so that list that you're referring to, that list is updated pretty frequently. And so on the website, it does have landowner contact information. It might just be for a short period of time, though. They will take their name off that list as soon as they make get like four or five hunters to come take care of some deer on their property. So um, if you see their name on the list today, call and, and reserve your, you know, reserve your access because sometimes they don't need that many hunters. The other um, way you can access landowner information is if you're looking on our hunt planner, which is on the website, um, you might see areas of private land that you'd like to hunt. So what you can do is you can contact the, the county offices. They have the landowner information and you can write to the landowner and ask them for access. Uh, it helps if when you write to the landowner, we are folks that work with landowners and work on creating more access for hunters. They recommend writing a handwritten note, introducing yourself, talking about who you are, what you're doing. Um, you're coming out to Wyoming. What kind of species are you looking to hunt? How many people are going to be with you and what days you might be coming out? And then give the landowner an easy way to contact you back. Sometimes that is, you know, an envelope with your address already on it with a stamp so they can easily just write you a note back and say, yes, thanks, you know, come on out. And or maybe it's an email address in there, too. But you want to really make it easy for the, the landowner to call you back. We, you know, lots of times we don't encourage people to call and leave a voicemail because some landowners will get hundreds and hundreds of voicemails and they won't listen to them and they won't return them. So, you know, a handwritten message goes a long way. So if you're seeking permission, again, do it early, follow up and if you don't hear it, it doesn't mean you <laughs> go anyway and have access because you lots of times will really want written permission for, for access. But the uh, county offices are the place to go to find out more contact information for landowners. Okay. So yeah, I can see you're going to want that, getting them to write you back and give permission, having that note in your pocket in case a conservation officer stops you could mean the difference between a good trip and a hefty fine. Right, definitely. And you don't want to get caught trespassing because, you know, Wyoming is part of the, the Wildlife Violators Compact. So if you violate a law in Wyoming, it could very well be that that takes away your hunting privileges in other states too. So you'd want to be definitely cognizant of that. Respect the landowners. Uh, if you do get permission to hunt on their land, stop by, introduce yourself, say hello. And if you don't get permission, also respect their wishes as well. You know, Game and Fish also facilitates lots of public access to private lands through our walk-in uh, program and our hunter management areas. So we have 50% public land in Wyoming already. We have a lot of public land here. You can facilitate 
facilitate a really good public land hunt, do it yourself, all on your own in Wyoming. Our walk-in areas are private lands that the department has leased for public hunting, and those are all over the state. We have those on our maps, too. They're species-specific, so some of them are only for antelope, or some of them are only for deer or elk. You have to do a little bit of research before, but um, for a walk-in hunter, you don't need to seek permission of any kind. You can just plan to hunt there and walk right in. And then the other option we have are hunter management areas, which are, uh, you know, parcels of land that the game and fish uh, manages for hunting, but you do have to apply for hunter management areas and you already have to hold a license in the area that you're applying for. So if you have a hunting license for this year and you're thinking about hunting on a hunter management area, applications are open now. And so those close just around the beginning of August. You better get hopping and, and get in there and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing to note when you're when you're planning your hunt and even applying is that every single hunt area for each species is different in Wyoming. So your antelope, deer, and elk area, if you're trying to organize a hunt in the same area for all three, they'll all be different hunt areas. They won't all be hunt area 106, for example. So we have an option on our hunt planner to overlay all those area maps. So if you're applying for a deer and an antelope hunt in the same area, you can know which is which. But I've talked to lots of hunters who have made the mistake of thinking the elk area was the same as the deer area and they get here. And that's not the case at all. It's across the state from each other. So another piece of planning to, to factor in. Yeah, that threw me when the person told me to put in for this unit for deer and this unit for antelope. And I was like, but I thought we were going to hunt the same place. And he goes, those are. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, if you had went and applied for area 11C for antelope and 11 whatever for mule deer, I could be going from Sheridan to uh, to Cheyenne and not realizing how far of a drive I've got that they're not the same area. Yep, that's right. And it happens more often than not. And, you know, every state is different. And so we know that it's it's hard if you're coming from a state where you're used to their regulations and hunting, you know, Wyoming's way different. So um, it sounds like you talk to some, uh, well, you talk to your friend who you're going hunting with, but you can also call us at Game and Fish. We have a sportsman's hotline that's open Monday through Friday, um, eight to five. And we answer hunters questions all the time, just like that, you know, help me figure out which land or hunt area this is. This is where I want to hunt around. What is it for deer? What is it for antelope? So we're available to take questions and walk people through some of these complexities when it comes to hunting and applications. And if you're thinking about it now, it's a great time to call because it's kind of our slow season. So we have a lot of time to chat on the phone and help you make some plans for next year. Great. And that's, that's so key. And I'll tell you, I've talked to a number of different game and fish departments across the U.S. for different things, uh, questions, the whole nine yards. And Wyoming, by far, has the most pleasant folks in the offices I've talked to. Uh, and I'm not saying that just because you're on the line. It it's floored me the first couple of times I talked to the office up in the Sheridan area. And I was like, these people are so friendly. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we love talking to hunters. And so we are excited when people call us and want to, you know, want more information about what's going on in the state because, you know, we love Wyoming and we're so happy that people want to come here and hunt with us. So yeah, you can call any of our regional offices. Like you were saying, we have, Eight offices throughout the state, so you can give us a call at any of those regional offices. Giving a call to the regional office is great if you want, you know, information about 
that specific area of the state. That's where our field biologists work. That's where our wardens are. They're the people who are out on the ground. Um, if you're calling about application questions, call our Cheyenne office, call our um, sports person hotline because those folk know the licensing system back and forth and they have heard every question and so they know every answer. So, And if they can't answer your question, they will probably be able to direct you to someone who can. So they're a great place to start asking questions about applying and about our regulations. Speaking about regulations, when you come in from out of state, what are some common violations or or things that people need to be aware of so they don't create a violation for themselves in Wyoming? Sure. So, you know, like we've been talking about, just the trespassing piece, you know, it's really common to, you know, to to accidentally trespass just because you, you know, you may not be familiar with the area, you may not be quite familiar with the hunt area boundaries. And so you want to be sure that you, you know, have a good map with you, whether that be a paper map, a BLM map, uh, or, a, you know, your GPS, or even the, the hunt planner maps that we have available. You can download those on your phone and they are geo PDFs. So they'll work just like a GPS, even if you're offline. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. So that's another great thing. If you're going to download those on your phone, you need to download the Avenza app. Um, it's a PDF map reading app. And once you get that, you can download the, the maps for the area you're going to be and, and use those offline. And so even if you don't have a hunt chip for your GPS, you can use those. If you're more of a paper map person. If you go to our Game and Fish store, we sell um, waterproof paper maps specific to the hunt areas that you need. So you can order those right from us. And I think they're really, I think they're 10, 15 bucks and they are customizable to the areas that you're going to be in. So you don't have to have a bunch of maps that you don't need. And then there's always the, those BLM maps that you can get from the local BLM offices and they'll mail those out to you. You just have to request them via the Wyoming BLM. And I would imagine any of these areas you're heading into, uh, one of the conservation officers or game wardens would rather hear from you before versus after if you have any questions on territory or boundaries. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's a great point to bring up. So, you know, if you have questions about access or roads or anything like that, you know, give us a call beforehand. I uh, can't stress that enough. We, you know, our wardens know the land, they know the roads, they, they'll know the access. So if you have questions about that, call us ahead of time and, and we can help you out. Uh, they just want to see you have a good time. They just don't want to see laws broken. Mm-hmm, definitely. The other thing to keep in mind that is a common violation is about tagging your game animal. So you want to make sure that as soon as you approach your animal, that you, you know, you tag it right away. You need to fill out your license and put that carcass coupon right on your animal. Don't wait. Don't try to take part of it um, because that's one of our top violations are people not properly tagging their animal. And we have resources available on our website and a video that shows exactly how to do that on Game and Fish. So, and once again, if you have questions, you can always contact us, but that's another um, top, top violation. So once it's tagged, then you can start to the, the processing part of it. Mm-hmm, exactly. So definitely, you know, attach your carpicus coupon first and then start transporting your animal or um, cutting it up. So we've got awesome hunting opportunities. And what we haven't really talked about, and I'd like to talk a little bit about, is the fishing that's available in Wyoming. If you're into fly fishing or just stream fishing, you've got some of the most accessible, clean rivers running through that state for 
some just trophy fishing. Oh, yeah. We have great fishing opportunities. So if you're thinking about hunting but you're not ready to commit, come on a fishing trip first. And so you can just explore outside, check out some of the, the landscapes in Wyoming. But people come from all, all over to fish in Wyoming. I mean, we have such a broad range of opportunities. We are a trout state, but we're more than just a trout state. We have walleye. We have kokanee. We have reservoirs. We have rivers. Um, we have big mountain lakes and just a, a lot of great opportunity. But, we, you know, we do have four native cutthroat trout species, plus rainbow trout, brown trout, brook trout, golden trout, and lake trout. So um, you can fish, you know, within minutes of pretty much anywhere in Wyoming, and it is, in short, awesome. And so it, you know, we've had a lot of moisture this year. Uh, we're still melting down our snowpack in most of the areas of the state. We had about 200% this year. Wow. So, yeah, fall fishing is going to be great because, you know, we just have so much water and that helps fish grow big. So, great places. Have you heard with so much snow, was there, was it hard on the mule deer, whitetail, antelope populations? Or are they saying that, no, there's actually, it's been a banner year for them? So we did experience some some significant winter kill um, in the western part of Wyoming due to uh, a pretty harsh winter. Um, you know, in some areas of the state, we lost up to 90% of the mule deer fawns. So very harsh winter, one of the, the toughest that we've seen in 20 years. So the western part of the state was the most impacted, but um, the eastern part of the state had a much different winter and so those populations are flourishing and doing really great overall we still raised license quotas so the the western part of the state will be struggling population wise as we replace some of those missing age classes over the next few years but overall in wyoming the hunting's still really great and you'll still have a great hunt hunting in western wyoming but you know the winter was pretty uh, impactful on deer and antelope species in the west but the on the flip side of that like you're saying you know lots of good moisture means lots of good spring forage we had really nice green up lots and lots of moisture all over the state so animals that did survive are eating and they're healthy and they're pretty hardy so we're we're happy for that but the winter winter was pretty harsh and you've also got both yellowstone and grand teton national uh, parks in the western part of the state which cover huge chunks of land which makes mm -hmm. there's like you said there's no hunting pressure in there so it makes great breeding grounds for those populations to re redo themselves and travel out so probably stinks in the short term for the species loss but long term it should have little effect with the way y'all manage them right that, that that's true and we you know one of our in Wyoming, we do focus so much on habitat, and habitat is so important for growing our big game species. And we, we, you know, we place a lot of value on um, creating good habitats, stream habitats, and also terrestrial habitat. 2016, uh, Game and Fish and our partners spent about 5.2 million dollars on 137 habitat projects. So we know that habitat is crucial for wildlife, especially during harsh winters and even dry summers in Wyoming. So we invest in these places and we invest in the wildlife and along with our partners, we are optimistic about <laughs> the recovery of those Western Wyoming species. That should be, uh, you'll, they'll, 
the state really keeps a, a tight lid on everything because of the number of species. You'll see high profile cases in the news every so often about people that run in a, a foul of stuff in Wyoming. So you know the conservations are out there. They're watching. The residents are active. You can't have public access to private property without a good relationship between the conservation officers and the public. So go out there, do it legal and just have a good time. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, everyone in Wyoming, you know, all of us at Game and Fish, we want hunters to have a good time. We want you to come out, have a great hunt, um, you know, fish a lot, uh, make some great memories. And so if you have any questions, you know, call us while you're thinking about it today. Call us, you know, in a few months when you're packing up and getting ready and um, stay in touch with us when you're out in the field. I mean, if you have questions or any concerns, you know, let us know. We're here to, to make sure that you have a good hunt. And um, and we're also here to make sure that the, you know, the wildlife is here for future generations. So we, you know, we appreciate the, you know, we appreciate the hunters coming to Wyoming and, the anglers and the landowners that have opened their land to, to public hunting. So really looking forward to a 2017 hunt. Yeah, it should be a blast. I already have the conservation officer for the region that I'm going. I've got their name in my phone uh, because I don't want to be looking it up when I'm out there. And if I understand right, you're a native Wyoming resident, grew up, lived there your whole life. You're going on your first hunt just for you this year, correct? I am. Yep. I am going hunting in the Pole Mountain area just between Cheyenne and Laramie. I live in Cheyenne, so going out there for uh, deer and antelope. Oh, can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. Have you been out there doing any scouting? Uh, you know, it's so close to my hometown and where I grew up. I uh, I know the land well, and so getting started with a little bit of sighting in my gun and practicing a lot, so that's where my... That's where my preparation is really at, is with my my firearm. Well, very cool. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time and in all the information on the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. It's been a pleasure covering this with you, and I know this is great information because, again, every state's different and, and so much interest is being shown in Wyoming that people want to do it the right way so that they can actually come out and, and have a good time. And, again, I can't thank you enough for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for any of your listeners with questions, um, you can – uh, give us a call. Um, our sportsman's hotline, like I said, is open every day, every um, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And our phone number for that is 307-777-4600. And so give us a call with questions and sign up for the hunting update on our website. Great. And I'll have links to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department and that phone number listed in the show notes for this. So go out, apply watch what you're doing, build up those preference points and go to Wyoming and have a good time. Great. Yep. Well, I'll see you all um, in the fall or in next year, I guess. Or at the shows. Yep. At the shows. Yep. Look for us. Great. You have a wonderful afternoon. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed and Hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winter rise bass boat Here comes another year 
Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake. Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank Kick back a couple beers Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors. Next year's does until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors